1: This is The Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, The Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light him up, light him up, light him up. This is The Cigar Authority.
2: Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. Saturday, February 18th, 2023, Ed Sullivan is back from his trip. To a cigar factory in Nicaragua. We will learn all about that as we learn the best ways a manufacturer can help support brick and mortar retail shops. Welcome everybody to the Cigar Authority.
3: And you are listening to the Cigar Authority now in its 13th year making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com.
2: Ed Sullivan is back. We missed you, Ed Sullivan. I missed being here. You know, I was on the bus. You were on the bus at the time. At How the time. long was
3: the bus? Was it long or short?
2: Uh, it was a longish bus. Right. Yeah. It wasn't a short bus. Was it everything you expected and more? We'll get into it later. Right. But it's, It was more. It was
4: more. More.
2: Because we hype it up so much how great it is, and then you, you don't want to disappoint and say, yeah. but it was great.
4: No, I mean, you were right on the water situation. <clears throat> you don't get a lot of hot water, you don't get any Kester. hot water. I got lukewarm.
3: Yeah. yeah. You, you had a good one, yeah.
2: right? <laughs> All right. We'll get to that, but let's light up a cigar first. Uh, and what do we have, uh, Barry Stein? What are we smoking?
5: Today's first cigar is the McAuliffe Riata, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by McAuliffe Cigars. The size is a 5x52 Robusto, and it features a San Andreas Sumatra wrapper over Ecuadorian binder and fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority care package. A single will set you back ten sixty-nine. Well, a box of twenty five is two thirty six ninety nine, which comes out to just eight sixty per cigar. That's a savings of just over thirty dollars or eleven percent off on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, go to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com.
2: Riata? Riata. Meaning? No idea. No idea. R E A T A. Isn't that the karate teacher? I don't know what that is. No, it's Mr. No. Miyagi. Miyagi, not even close. No. Yeah, I mean
5: It's the Spanish word for lariat.
2: And what would the English word of lariat be? Lariat. Uh, lariat. Uh, What's a lariat? That's the, the rope uh, that you swing lasso. over your head. Oh, yeah. oh a lariat. Why didn't you say lariat?
5: <laughs> don't you watch Yellowstone? No, I never <laughs> did.
2: He doesn't <laughs> even have a TV.
3: His TV only goes as far forward as all in the family.
2: Maybe the Jefferson. It's <laughs> stuck on me TV. Here. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful wrapper. Beautiful. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. $10 cigar. Look, looks really good. Looks high end here. Let's give it a try. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Did people do that on the thing? Did they cut their cigar? Yeah,
4: I did. No one else.
2: No did. one else? No. Oh, okay. Uh, the uh, Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S chip tax. And actually lowered them. Perdomo cigars—they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Megan
3: wasn't ready with her cutter. That's probably why she can't make a meatball.
2: Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Bring bringing that up.
5: He's firing on all cylinders today. Cranky as fuck. Him.
2: So Ed Sullivan, it wasn't a uh, big listenership of the cigar authority on the on the tour. And
4: no, they. Only true fan there was uh, Nelson Cuba. Ah. shout out to Nelson.
2: Okay, who helped
4: out on the tour,
2: <clears throat> right? And he knows the
4: cigar authority because he listens. He knows the cigar. He falsely accused me of something,
2: oh, which it was really Jonathan. Yes, yes, what
4: because the- and Nick was saying, you know, all these crazy people with these flavor things, and uh, Nelson said like Ed Sullivan. I said no. Like ah. Mr. Jonathan's cinnamon Chinese peapots. Right, right. And everyone just looked at us. Listen, I been. taste no
3: idea. I taste what I taste and Nothing that I taste is oddball. For example, the cold draw. You know when you get a poo poo platter at a place yes. like Kowloon's. Yes. And along with it, they give you the rolls that look a little bit like a cow patty, but they're 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 soft and they're delicious rolls. Yeah, the rolls they look like a poop. They're they're like a. Swirl and the thing comes up through the middle. Bread rolls, yeah, bao they buns. Don't, they don't give bread at Chinese restaurants. That is the bread you get at a Chinese restaurant. It's the poo poo platter. Not roll. at
5: Kowloon's, you don't. Maybe no. not
3: Kowloon's, but that's the Chinese food roll.
5: Nah, I'm getting root beer well, bottle
3: caps. That's the cold draw. There's on no this bread in
2: Chinese restaurants. No, it's, no it's, it's, real ones. No, they
6: don't have bread. Fucking
2: Google this. So He's thinking of bao buns. Bread at a Chinese restaurant? Standby. by. They have rice instead of bread. You should have bread. I always think you should. Rolls
3: at a Chinese food restaurant. That was me talking to Siri.
5: <laughs> <laughs> look at that! You got no response because it doesn't exist.
4: Uh, Ted Hughes says Mr. J doesn't look like he's gained a pound. I'm up
3: uh, 14 pounds from my lightest. Lightest was 166. I weighed in at 180
2: this morning. So he says. Yeah. He doesn't look as is as sickly. Dr- correct. He, it's true. He it looks like he was trying out for a role in Philadelphia. I'm just saying. <laughs> it, was, it was getting really bad, so at least he's on the mend. On, on the, the mend, mend. I'm, I'm putting up some serious weights.
3: Okay. I'm lifting heavy. <laughs> We're going to light our cigar today with the Cyclone by Vertigo. Speaking of heavy, this is the OG right here. This is the original yes. big-ass tank. you got a flip top. you got three jets. All three jets are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. Easy adjustment at the bottom, all for the low price of twelve ninety nine or two for 20 Get two, you, you won't be sorry. You won't be sorry. Mine's been through the washer
2: and dryer like six times. They, they
3: seem to work better Is there anybody
2: that, that to the show that hasn't got one of these yet? It, I, I, I would find it hard to believe. Yes. I didn't
5: even realize I grabbed my own lighter, same lighter, the I, I, same lighter for six years,
2: and I have one in my pocket, mm. the same exact one. Mm. And here it is. This is it. This is the lighter. I got a DuPont. I got the fancy ones mm-hmm. and all yeah. this stuff, but this is the one I travel with. This is the one I use every single day. Uh, it's Vertigo, and it can't be beat. Can't be beat for no price, and the price is great.
4: And uh, Joe H. says he has six of those lighters now. Whiskey Miser's got two in front of them. Good. Everybody. Good. In each one of
3: my jackets and sweatshirts that are hung up just outside the door in case I have to leave quickly and grab a coat, in every single coat there is a Vertigo Cyclone lighter, so I'm always
2: prepared. I got one in the glove compartment.
3: They're everywhere. Glove compartment can be dangerous. Your car probably not so much, but in my car I've had... Uh, a a mini explosion. It gets a little
2: hot. I I had an explosion
5: with a pot in my car.
2: I can make it so it never gets hot in my car. Yeah, you can. You have a thing that automatically kicks on, right? Yeah. If it gets way too Mm hot, it it doesn't get way too hot. No. You're fine. Yeah. It's just... um, Regular people. Regular people blow up in their cars. Yeah. All right. So, uh, very nice cigar. And today, um, we are talking about uh, the best ways a manufacturer can support a brick and mortar Cigar shop and this is why I actually chose this particular cigar this particular brand not this particular line from McAuliffe but um, this particular brand McAuliffe because I believe they may be number one as um, the the company that stopped doing business with the online discounters and I say this because um The online discounters spend a lot of money on cigars, and it's very, very hard to say no. And they're one of the few that did this. In the mid-2020s, in the mid two and a half years ago, McAuliffe um, put a press release out that said McAuliffe Cigars cuts ties with major online retailers. McAuliffe Cigars announced that it will be discontinuing selling its cigars to all all online discounters and distributors. Additionally, McAuliffe brought back its inventory from the retail outlets. So not only did they say... That's the move right there. (laughs) They bought it back. That's the For full price what they paid. And from what I understand, some of them that gave them discounts said, I'll sell it back to you, but I'm not giving you the discount price that you offered <laughs> it to me or whatever. So in some cases they if there was a deal at the trade show sure. or something, they uh, no deal and they bought it back. Ballsy Friggin' move.
3: I noticed something because I, I got a chance to spend an afternoon <coughs> with Al McAuliffe, and there's a certain clanging sound when he walks. Yes, it's those it's are false. his testicles banging Absolutely. together. Listen, They're made out of brass.
2: That was the day we took McAuliffe cigars cigar. Yes. On, because I saw that move, and I go, that is a friggin' ballsy move <laughs> to end up doing it. Not only doing it, but, but saying the, it. Saying it. Calling it out, out there. Yeah. McAuliffe's intent is to. Uh, With this move, it's a double down on brick-and-mortar retailers, which now becomes the most exclusive source of its product. Brick-and-mortar stores are the heart of the cigar community, they say. They're incredibly important in our industry, comments Al McAuliffe, founder of McAuliffe Cigars, and he's right on. He's a smart guy for seeing this. But again, the money sometimes, it's so dynamic that you can't say no. You can say no, but you're not willing to do it for the money. Giant online discount counters, who are usually also known as brick and mortar retailers, suppliers uh, supply as their own most uh, brand names. See themselves as the Amazon or Walmart of the premium cigar industry, and they are. And they sell more cigars than everybody else combined. I would say more
3: the Walmart because you you don't you don't go shopping at Walmart for the highest quality of the thing you're buying at Walmart. You go for the cheapest price on
2: the thing you're buying at Walmart, and you know you're buying crap. They have systematically damaged Main Street businesses across America. True. McAuliffe will not only take not take part in this strategy, they will focus on the success of the brick-and-mortar shops, which is the foundation of the cigar community we love, added Dan Thomas. Thompson, Dan Thompson, the president of McAuliffe Cigars. Again, for that reason, that was the, okay, we're taking McAuliffe Cigars on, and um, they are the reason why we're smoking this cigar today. Because when you have, and, and it's a manufacturer's right to sell whoever, whoever they want sure. to. Sure. But the cigar is almost 100% of the time, built at the brick-and-mortar level. After it gets built in the brick-and-mortar level with promotions, events, and things, and people are on to this now, that is when and only when these online discounters want the brand. They don't show up at the trade shows and look at the new cigar that's there. They have no interest in that at all. Let it build up, let it get its get its fan base, and then let's acquisition. Let's take the customer from them. It's called brand uh, um Predatory, customer yeah. customer acquisition, they call it. And let's acquire it from where? The brick-and-mortar retailer that has already built that person buying it. Now we'll sell you that cigar that you did all that work to for a little less than if you would buy it from them. Getting around taxation and all kinds of different stuff that ends up happening. So the real problem is some of the biggest brands bought some of the biggest online companies. Now, that's the,
3: that's the thing that you got to kind of focus on, because if you own Brand X and you own the online retailer, your goal would be, because you make the most money selling your brand, your goal would be
2: to destroy all the other brands and move everybody to of your course, brand. Of course. And that's what ends up happening all the time. They now sell, the manufacturers we buy from, some of them sell directly to the end user, our customer. And here they are, and they've been doing this now for 15 years or so, uh, selling to the direct user who was once a brick-and-mortar retail customer. Brick-and-mortar introduces the brand to the customer. Then the manufacturer acquires the customer's direct. And obviously, they can sell it to them less because they sell them to us for less. Right. So they can sell it less than we pay. Now, some of the stuff that ends up happening now is – that they put a suggested retail price on there. Suggested retail price is enough so a brick-and-mortar retailer can survive. They suggest the price should be, in this case, $10 for the cigar. That's a suggested retail price. Knowing what we pay for it, it's enough for us to pay for the rent of the building and the employees and things, and we sell the cigar and we can make a living and survive. Well, in this case, they take these brands that they own – and suggest you sell it at this certain price. And you can barely make a living at that price. The pr- mm. the, the, the margin is much, much lower. And then they sell it for far less than that. There's no you, way to compete at that if, point. If, if There's you you did, no way to compete. If you tried to compete with that price, you'd be out of business. Correct. So, okay, we suggest you sell selling for this price. Here's the suggested retail price. They'll put it out there. They'll sell it for less than that at a discount. What do I do as a brick-and-mortar retailer? Do I try to operate at that suggested retail price? If I do, oh, my God, I can barely survive. I don't know what what if if we're going to make it or not. Or I can, can try to compete with them. If I try to compete with them and I succeed, I lower the price down to there, I go out of business. Correct. So they win. If I go out of business, then they get all the customers. So they have set this predatory pricing up so that we are doomed to do it. Now, a regular manufacturer that doesn't own this sells their brand at a discount to these guys because they 'll buy an awful lot of them, and then they 'll do it to them when they do it to them. Now you run the risk of listen they're they're in the business of making their own cigar. they can put the retailer out of business and the guy that makes that brand out of business also by lowering the price so much that the brick and mortar stops carrying it can't compete anymore and now that brand is only being sold at the online is- Or When they do that, what ends up happening is now they say to that manufacturer, okay, you're giving us a 20% discount on that cigar. Uh, we want a 30% discount. And the manufacturer says 30% discount. That's all I make. I won't be able to sell it to you that much. He goes, okay, then we don't want any. Okay, now what do you do? You're out of business. You gotta you gotta put your tail between your legs, go back to the brick and mortar. And many have tried at that point unsuccessfully, and then they end up not doing it. So they call the the retail the big online guy up again and they say, Okay, uh I'm gonna sell it to you for 30%. And he says, Okay, and he buys a whole bunch of 30% and the guy starts making them again. And then he says, Okay, now I want 40%. And he goes, Well, I'll lose money if I do that. And he says, sell me a brand. So you see all these brands that you used to know these brands, and you say, now they're only sold online. These online manufacturers they absorbed them. take mm-hmm. the brand.
3: Yep. That's how Rubbermaid lost their, their uh,
2: business, is they sold
3: so much inventory to Walmart that Walmart said, either cut us a check for the difference of what we're going to start paying for Rubbermaid, because Walmart sets the price. It's a consignment store, really. Yeah. Sell us, give us a rebate check for the Rubbermaids that we're selling,
2: Or come take all of your inventory out of our stores tomorrow. And you know that they charge to return it. There's a return charge with Walmart that you have to sign. So if you're going to end up saying, "Okay, you're going to take it back," you got to charge. You know, we got to pack it up. We got to do this. Sure, we're not going to do that for free. Here's your charge for you to return the product to us too. So, so they got you too. So Walmart now owns Rubbermaid. Is a long story short. Yeah, and this is happening. Go take a look at some of these online giants and look at these brands. You'll say, what, I wonder what ever happened to brand X and Y and Z. And there it is. Why is it there? It's there because they took it. And th- this, this is the game of what's happening. And I, I warn manufacturers, don't get caught up in that, um, which, which uh, McAuliffe learned very quickly that they did do it because they didn't know any better and then when they saw what ended up happening and we had the conversation with al about this he goes oh my god i see it and i feel hey can i buy all that back from you i'm not doing business with you guys ever again and let's go back to the brick and mortar i made a mistake and we all make mistakes and they cleaned it up and it's amazing what they ended up doing some companies got so big they actually can't turn it off they're doing so much business with those guys. It's so much that they're in, they're deep in bed with them. There's nothing they can possibly do. And then there's some that, you know, I don't want to name names here at the point, but some of them end up holding them in check at least. That – the second they end up doing it to them, they're going to shut them off and turn it, and they're doing biz- big business with them and stuff, and they end up holding a check. But it's very, very hard because there'll be these weekend special right. deals. Yeah, and they wait till everybody's, things, everybody's at home. Yeah, of holidays and things like that, and they play these games and end up happening. At the end of it, the brick-and-mortar retailer gets really, really hurt. So you're the consumer. What the hell do you give a shit if brick and mortar's surviving or not? Because when the brick-and-mortar goes away – that's when the price goes up. Correct. So if they take us out of the game, then they can actually raise the price because they're working on very, very slim margins that's happening anyway, but they're, they're looking for a complete takeover <coughs> is what I end up seeing. I'm horrified by it, and I'm, I'm a big br- brick-and-mortar proponent. I want to help brick-and-mortar retailers where I believe that they are, their, their thing is to overtake and actually hurt. The, the brick and mortar retailer, uh, and, and the McCallagh folks believe the same thing. So, uh, with that being said, think about it for a while. Manufacturers think about it. Uh, brick and mortar retailers, what you carry in your store is very, very important. And the consumer, yeah, you save a few bucks here, but it, you know you're going to pay eventually down down the road, or the place that you go to to have your cigar and to sit in there and stay warm or cool or whatever. And me, people going to go away because they can't. There's many brands, so switch your brand if they. Well, that's I get I
3: get asked all the time, how come I? I don't see the Brand X mm. in other people's stores. Well, here, here's the reason, because we're looking for the next big thing. We're actually trying to farm the next team to be the next Nick Perdomo. Everybody drink. Yeah. So that, that's the reason why you see a lot of new
2: small brands. All right, so let's ask the Dawn right now. It's time to ask the Dawn by Dawn Raphael Cigars.
6: It's time to ask the Dawn. Brought to you. By Don Rafael Cigars. Don Rafael Cigars are premium cigars. Premium. Mellow and smooth. Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. Now,
3: here is the question of the week. And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the thecigarauthority.com. And Rob writes... If a cigar is sold without cellophane, I will often put them into my humidor inside the plastic Ziploc bag that I brought them home from the brick and mortar in with the zip unzipped for protection. It's a small 50 count humidor. So the cigars get moved around a bit and I've had a few wrappers get damaged on expensive cigars. So until I invest in a larger count humidor is using the unzipped plastic bag for protection. Okay. The answer is yes. Or is it some other type of harm or creating risk to optimal enjoyment? No, that's actually the exact play. Uh, you get a Padrone 1926, number one. There's no cellophane on it. It's a hardy wrapper, but keeping that in a, in, a, in a bag a little bit separate from the other cigars, nothing's rubbing against it. You're going to
2: keep it safe. You know, if you got one of those humidors that has a, and you wonder what that little piece of wood is, the separator, mm-hmm. that is actually to bookend... The cigars that are on cellophane, you have them lined up, and then you slide that over, and you make it so they can't move. Movement is the cause of the Correct. wrapper. If if you get it so it doesn't end up moving in the bag, it can move also. Yep. But if it's if it's all squished, or uh, you know, again, you, you want air to come in into it uh, because I'd say squish it, squish it down to hold it so it doesn't move.
3: So but, if, also, if you're somebody that goes on the internet to find out how to, and I'm putting this in quotes, season your humidor, meaning you wiped the inside down with water. You've now raised the grain on the wood. So putting an uncellophane cigar directly on raised grain from wet wood is going to damage the wrapper because you're going to put it on sandpaper. But also if there's any residual moisture, the wrapper on that cigar is going to rob that moisture out of that spot in the wood. And now you're going to have a wavy wrapper on your cigar you are better off never wiping the inside of your humidor down. Let the humidifying agent do its thing and let the cigars do it, do their thing.
2: There's, there's so much wrong in the internet when it comes to cigars. It's crazy mm-hmm. that you read this like this is the gospel truth and it's the opposite of what you should be doing. Uh, even on the directions on some of the cheaper humidors, yeah. it, it will say, season the humidor, get a right. cloth and wipe it down and... And, and, and then uh, then you try to apply the humidifier or the… Oh, nothing sticks. And nothing yeah. sticks because you just wet the wood <laughs> and it'll never… St- you add humidity. You, you,
3: you also run the risk of building mold spores in the pores of the wood because you wet it down. You wiped it with water. Just don't and, do And it. it
2: must happen on everything, not just cigars. I mean, of all kinds of industries that the information online and, is so That's wrong. the
4: internet.
3: Yeah. Well, I, my brother and I put a floor in in my dairy house. We put a hardwood floor that was unfinished, and I paid to have it finished. But I put the floor in with him, and the only requirement was leave the wood open in the room for three days. After three days, the wood is acclimated to the temperature and
5: humidity of that room,
3: and you lay the floor down, and the floor's still there, and it's perfect. Yeah. That's
5: part of the problem is people don't want to. You know, you, you put the element in there, you leave it closed for two weeks. Then go back to it, check out everything. Nobody wants to wait two weeks. Nobody wants to wait three days for the wood. Everybody wants instant results. Yeah.
3: I think with a humidor, uh, a 50-count humidor especially, you put your humidifying element in, you put your cigars in, you close it, check it in three days. Three days is not going to do a damn thing to your cigars while the, the wood does its thing and absorbs a little bit of extra moisture you're going to be happier and, and you get, have your instant gratification. The
2: worst one of recent times that I saw, and the, and the problem becomes how many people watched it, was Arnold Schwarzenegger explaining how you paint a cigar <laughs> with alcohol. <laughs> and millions of people I'm watched I'm yelling this. at the screen going, yeah. no, no, no. Millions of people watched it, which means there's millions of people that actually did it, and it's the worst thing you could possibly do is a perfect humidified cigar. And now you're adding all this moisture that's on there. And you, here's how you do it. And you paint the cigar. And <laughs> if you're going to listen to the oh,
3: governor, listen to him about bench press because very few people have ever hit what he hit with his pectoral muscles in his heyday. He's the guy that's listened to about bench press, not and, cigars. And he used drugs to do it. Whatever. He Whatever. still had a massive chest. There we go. They,
2: they look like plates. All right. So uh, what can brick and mortars do to stop this predatory pricing? Uh, Again, where we are doing events and promotion, here's, here's a new brand that comes out, and we do events and promotions, and we get people to try it, and we talk about it on the show, and the next thing you know, uh, it starts building, and the manufacturer's uh, doing well with it, and then the phone rings, and it's one of these major uh, big discount houses that call up and say, I'm interested in your brand, and I want to buy thousands of boxes of your cigar. Uh They think it's the greatest day of their life at that point, that here they go, and it's the beginning of the end is what ends up happening to a lot of them. Again, some of them end up uh, holding it and and able to run both uh, pretty well, but to some of them, uh, it's over. Um, With us, I'll tell you that um, why are we always adding new brands? Because we're always discontinuing brands also. And when I see that a brand is going to hurt our overall business, uh, it becomes, oh, my God, let's really watch this. Let's put it on slow death right now. Uh, We'll see what ends up happening. We're not discontinuing yet, but let's stop highlighting this thing. And then the next step is, okay, let's get rid of it. Now, getting rid of it, we have people that are on it. So what are we doing? We're handing that customer to the online giant at that point that they're going to say, I want this. Uh, we're going to try to brand switch them before we end up doing it, but um, we're, we're going to a- actually hand them off. But I'd rather hand off a few customers here and there to them as opposed to sh- give them down- the keys to the shop and right. say, here's our mailing list. Right, right, which is the next step that ends up happening. Uh, what a retail brick-and-mortar Store has in their inventory is the single most important thing for their long term success. It's the inventory that they carry, what brands that they carry. Not necessarily the biggest selling brands that are out there, or not necessarily what's hot right now. Um, But it's a hard one. It's a hard one for the brick and mortar to give give up the sales, as it is hard for the manufacturer not to take that giant order that's about to come in. So it's a risky thing. Well, it depends uh, on
3: what kind of retailer you are, too. Because if you're the kind of retailer that has an interaction with the customer and you want to have a conversation with them, and maybe in some cases I teach consumers about cigars, in some cases they don't want the lesson, they just want to be pointed at, I like Strong Maduros, can you show me where those are? Absolutely. So if you're that type of retailer, then you will benefit from having some small brands you can put customers on. You if have you're to a, hand sell. If you're a lazy retailer, and I don't mean anything by it, but if you're the guy who just sits behind the counter or you pay a $15 employee to sit behind the counter and just ring people up, You're going to think that these pull brands that are these big national brands that have all this advertising budget that customers are going to come in asking for, that's not the name of the game.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. They better do something, uh, make a move, because it's getting worse and worse, because they're successful at what they do. So that's why it gets worse and worse and harder and harder to do it. Um, Hats off to McAuliffe. Uh, That's why we're smoking the McAuliffe Riata. Uh, Robusto, it's a 5 by 52 great cigar, $10 cigar, it's priced right, uh, really good, they did it, and you, the thing is, you're not going to be able to find it for half the price online, because they're not going to allow that to end up happening, so it's a good cigar for a brick-and-mortar store to carry because it's a good cigar. It's uh, it, There's margin in it. We can survive carrying the brand. So uh, hats off to them. What do you think so far? Taste profiles, crazy tastes for uh, um, our friends there, Ed Sullivan, um, for, Nelson Cuba. Yeah. Nothing what what but, flavor would you say you have on this? Chinese peapods or no?
4: Sumatra.
2: Sumatra. That's your negative thing of you know, Sumatra. <laughs> yeah, taste. I don't
3: have I don't have any crazy flavors. But if you took a vanilla bean and you stored it in a small oak cask made out of virgin French oak, uh, you cap it and you, you just store it, and then you 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 found a way to to extract that flavor. That's what I'm getting. It's so oak
4: and the vanilla. Oak's not charred in your not charred. No, no, you know.
3: virgin oak. Just right. whatever the oak essence is. Yeah. With that vanilla bean.
4: There's a
2: little vanilla in it.
3: That's
5: what I...
2: All that work for... There's a little (laughs) little vanilla. A little vanilla. A little little
5: root beer bottle cap going Uh, on.
2: Okay.
5: Slightly... I don't want to say sour, but maybe like a lemon rind aspect to it. Yeah? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Good burn line. Nice ash. Everything's good so far. Let's go to break. When we come back, uh, you've heard the worst. What are the best ways manufacturer can help the brick-and-mortar retailers. McAuliffe did it, and uh, I was expecting or hoping a whole bunch of people would follow, but that didn't happen. Why? We're going to tell you when we get back. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
8: Handcrafted since 1964.
3: This is Nick Perdomo
2: from Perdomo Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar (coughs) Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black and West Tampa White. West Tampa Cigars, passion with a purpose. What can manufacturers do to help brick-and-mortar retailers? Welcome back, everybody. Um, We have announced last week... We had our. Um, we haven't been on since we made the big announcement of um, Two Guys Smoke Shops' anniversary and um, the Cigar Authorities' uh, anniversary is kind of combined and morphed into a whole new thing um, called the New England Cigar Expo. And uh, I didn't know how well it was going to uh, take place and what. Because um, we did a press release on it, it's there on YouTube. Press you conference, press conference, um, and we did a press release. And yes. we did a press release, uh, so you can find that on the cigar, cigar authority. com. Um, but um, it's going to be a two day festival, and um, we've gotten a lot of a ten- lot.
5: This is going to be, in my
2: opinion, a quick sellout. Uh, it, it's you know triple the size of what we normally do. So I don't know about that, you know. I, I, and it's the first, right? So we've done the anniversary party every year, and that is a quick sellout of five hundred people. This time we're going to have fifteen hundred people. Uh, I don't know about a quick sellout, but I do know that um, I got a lot of calls from manufacturers uh, and people, and a lot of questions and things. So the best thing to do is go back on YouTube and see the press conference or go to the thecigarauthority.com and read the press release because all the information I could tell you is there um, as opposed to go, go over it because what I thought would, would be maybe a, a 15, 20-minute press conference, there was a lot of questions and stuff, uh, ended up being an hour long, mm-hmm. uh, which I was surprised to see happen. But um,
3: That should have been the live after show. The press conference? Been, that would have been the play.
2: Yeah. Uh, very interesting. But um, l- lots of things are going to be added. We're talking to a lot of different people. We did a little clubhouse meeting on uh, Tuesday yep. and asked the people that, that listened in to uh, to us uh, – ideas and once again they came through unbelievable we got some great ideas so i made lots of calls to uh add on this has given me a lot of time the event is until september tickets go on sale may 6th um but it gives me a lot of time to add in lots of different elements that that'll end up happening which uh you know i was worried about a two-day can i keep everybody entertained for two days well we did with the um cigar authority um which w- was interesting to do right. our anniversary party Much
4: smaller scale
2: Yes Well, and then nobody knows that was a test uh, <laughs> We were trying it out And, you know, let's try it out with 50 people Now, can, can that happen with 1,500 people?
3: It can Yeah uh, I'm not driving anyone to my house to see the pocket door I'll tell you that No, right no, now. not 1,500 people <laughs>
2: no. So uh, we'll be busy uh, during that. So uh, if you want to check that out, uh, it's there. But today we're talking about what can manufacturers do to help brick and mortar. Um, And as I said, uh, manufacturers coming out of the woodwork, when it was two guys' anniversary party, manufacturers didn't knock on my door to say, I want part of this anniversary party. When it became the New England Cigar Expo, manufacturers I haven't heard from, are coming out of the woodwork,
7: yeah, a little bluster it too.
2: It, it's the same thing, you know. It it, it has a new name now, but it, the especially the first night is is basically the same well, show. It's also,
3: it's a little bit more bang for your buck if you're a manufacturer. You're coming up. You're going to be here for the two days anyways. So now you bang have your two bucket. days.
2: It's it's fifteen hundred cigars. It's it's a lot more cigars for them. Uh,
3: Time wise, though, you're going to travel in anyways. You're going to be here for maybe three days. You fly in on one day, you do the event, you fly out. This I think, way, I,
2: I think that was. I thought that was asking more of them.
3: I think it's the same. I think it's less actually because they're going to be here for that day anyways. They they get a shot to to meet and greet and shake hands and kiss babies. Not kiss
2: babies. There won't be any babies. No, there will be no babies, and there'll be no baby kissing. Correct. Uh, going on with the covid mm-hmm. thing and stuff that, that there will be of, little people there'll be little people
5: funny story jessica who works at mail order her son saw a little person for the first time <laughs> and in the middle of the supermarket yell, was yelling baby i want to hold the baby <laughs> <laughs> pointing at the little person
2: oh wow yeah talk about awkward <laughs> yeah nothing you can do about that right <laughs> So, uh, is, is it the job of the manufacturers to help retailers? Their job is to sell the retailer cigars, but is it their job to help us?
4: If they want to keep selling them, sure. Help well, us it, help you, right? It's,
3: it's both of our jobs. It's our job as the retailer to help the manufacturer and vice versa, and you have that rule
2: of reciprocity happening. Yeah, it's best when that when that works out for sure that uh, want, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Someone I'm, like, I'm going to try to sell you a cigar no matter what. I'm yeah. in the business of selling cigars, but imagine you're helping me. I just came back from Perdomo, and-, and one of the
3: parts of the trip was proper merchandising in case there were retailers there or somebody that works in a retail shop. This is how you properly merchandise product. What a what a helpful
4: thing! Even without the merchandising, just the education on the product, sure, is a big help for the retailers. I know if but I have
3: any questions, on who I'm going to? It's
2: going to be Ed Sullivan. I got it. So you you as a consumer, uh, it I I know this when when Camacho first started doing it back in the day. Uh, I think they were the first ones to really start. You know. Um, doing these tours like week after week after week. And when somebody would come back from one of those tours, they became an educated consumer and they became a better customer for sure. sure. Um, hopefully that, that that's what's happening on the Perdomo thing. I mean, it, it, Ed Sullivan couldn't be a better customer. It's impossible. Right. But do you see that? That – people left there and you think they're gonna go to their brick yeah. and mortar and Yeah,
4: and I think anybody has a, a better appreciation for cigars in general after going on that tour. You know, nobody would complain about a cigar costing ten bucks. If they went on the tour and saw what went into right. making that quality
2: product. So, Perdomo's doing this to help his brand, but he's helping the brick-and-mortar retailer. by Absolutely. By doing it. For, and for him to, to be there, uh, you know, they do it for how many weeks in a row? I mean, it's like 15 weeks. You know,
4: Arthur does some, and he does some. I, I think it goes on about uh, six weeks, two tours per week. Okay. So, it's constant, end of January through
3: you get February. You got the top two people in that company. Yes. Lean Leading the tours, what oh, is the better. whole time? What three, is three better days than that. of it? <laughs> My God! From, from a consumer standpoint and a retailer standpoint, you got the guys yeah. leading the tour. That's the best.
2: Yeah. So uh, help help us help you, and that and that's one of the certain ways uh, that ends up happening. Um, but should they, the discounter, try to hurt them? It's not right. The answer, unfortunately, is probably yes, because that's their competition. That other manufacturer is their competition, and where we're in an industry that's really not growing with the amount of people that are becoming cigar smokers, uh, you could argue that there's maybe less cigar smokers than there were, or, or pretty flat, right? Past 20 years, pretty flat of how many cigar smokers there are. How do you grow your business? You have to take it from someone else. Yes and no, but there's been many
3: times where we've had a rep in the shop and the rep is pitching brand X, customer walks in, is not sold on brand X and says to the rep, because everybody else is busy, I'm looking for brand Y and the rep knows where it is and walks him over and says, this is brand Y, uh, these are the three lines within that brand, which one are you looking for? Oh, I don't know, gives them an education and then that consumer says, you know what, You've been a big help. Why don't you sell me one of yours as well? And that rising tide absolutely raises all ships. The rep could say, "I don't work here. I'm only humping my brand." Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. go find it. Go find a, an employee that works here. But the reps, the better reps that do the right thing, always end up
2: reaping the rewards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, we, we we try to make this industry sound like we all love each other, everybody's friends, and all the stuff. When the fact of the matter is, they're all competition. They're not, I don't think. You just you just saved everybody's ass in New Hampshire. You went up by yourself. But I saved my ass, too, at the same time. But you saved everybody else's yeah. ass at the same time. Yeah. Now, if I wasn't in the industry, would I have done it as a consumer? Because there were no consumers there, either. That becomes an issue. Yeah. So, well, anyway, uh, just something to think about. Uh, price protection, so people understand what price protection is also protecting the price of the suggested retail price. So what you should see in cigar stores, never mind the taxation that happens from state to state because that gets added to it, but this cigar is supposed to be $10 retail. You should go into a store, not counting taxes and things like that. It should be $10 everywhere it should be. And I have competitors that are here too. What if I made my cigar $9? $9. It would be wrong and the company wants to protect the price and say, Do not sell it for nine dollars. Yeah, they'll sell it th- to you. They'll stop. Right. If they find out, end up doing it. Now, you want to take a box, and it may be a box of 25 cigars, and you're going to give a 10% discount or something if the guy buys the whole box. It's acceptable. Uh, you but know, they give you they give you those
3: parameters in cr- advance of cr- what is acceptable.
2: Yes, yes. Just so the consumer understands of what price protection is. Or it's a consumable product, and let the market bear what it's going to bear, and everybody do what they want. What What if that ends up happening? What happens? Well, it's a race to the bottom. It's a race to the bottom. Everybody like so. goes
3: out of business. You're right, right. You got your fixed cost. It costs a certain amount of money. In fact, in this building, I know if I turn the key on that lock, $2,000 has to go through that register that day to be open. Right. Tomorrow. Period. Yep. Those are the fixed costs. And some days it's less.
2: And some it's days no it's less. Snowstorm, we, we bring
3: up $800. Yeah. Well, we're, we're yeah. short
5: 1200 Right. If you're lucky. Right. With the two foot snowstorm not coming close to that. I yeah.
3: text my boy Tom and I just say, hey, Tom, I'm having a rough day. Can you so come on over?
2: <laughs> yeah, listen, you do. You, I you, do. You, have, you have done it. You have done it that you, you go to the phone bank, right? Yep. Let me see what I can. Uh, hey, I want a couple sell. of
3: quick shout outs before I forget. We got Vincent from Long Island uh, who yes. drove up. And uh, Rick, I don't know where he's from, but I'm going to call him the bacon guy Benchry. because he came in with gifts he brought of bacon. bacon
2: he and made the bacon. You
3: don't even dig on swine, and you're going to try that bacon. I will.
2: I will. He made it. He told which I, me. Which I didn't know you could make bacon, but. He I'm,
3: told me if this is not the best bacon I've ever had in my entire life, he will give me double
5: my money back. I'm the wow. frosty mine. If it's defrosted by the end of the show, I'll eat it right now. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, don't, don't <laughs> eat it raw. It's perfectly cooked. <laughs> it is
2: not. Mine says tea and honey. So it has some honey to it? So it's probably smoked with uh, some type of honey, given the outer edge. And then 223, February 2023, this is brand new. Brand new bacon. Oh, he didn't give us aged bacon? Rick!
3: I'm just kidding. I have no idea if you're allowed to even age bacon.
2: Yeah, I don't know much about it. I just
3: eat the bacon. I don't know about making bacon.
2: But it's nice, thick looking. It looks like it's going to be good, right?
3: I'm going to have to try making it now. Don't sous vide it. Not <laughs> recommended. Not even just to render some of the fat out a little
2: and bit, I and should, then
4: you still got to then cook bake it. it. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I understand it's the belly of the the beast of the Yes, pig. it is. Yeah. Okay, I learned that. <laughs> I didn't know. Like so, when somebody cooks a whole pig, and I've been to those things sure. where they do the whole pig. If you ate the belly, it would be bacon. You're eating
3: barry bacon at that point. Yes, yeah, it's it's undercooked. It bacon. would be.
4: Pork belly; it wouldn't necessarily be bacon.
2: Okay. <laughs> like if you so, get a cow. By the way, we're giving away a cow yeah. at the at the um, New England Cigar Expo. You can have beef bacon out of the cow belly. If I get a certain piece of the part of the cow, I'm getting prime rib, right? Or I'm getting yeah. filet mignon. Sure. sure. House. When when it comes to bacon, you cook a pig, you don't. Get the belly, and you now you have bacon. You're eating bacon.
3: No, you'd have to separate that out and.
2: Then you have to do the uh, curing process right. and, and, and turn it into.
3: Turn it into bacon. Turn it into more delicious.
2: Where's the prosciutto? In a, in a, in a, <laughs> that's the <laughs> leg, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. I believe that's the leg. Very interesting. So there's a lot that goes into, into the. Um, yeah,
4: see. Into, my, into Mike D. Papino says bacon is a preparation, not a cut.
2: Okay. It's good to know. Uh, territory pricing, territory protection, territory protection. This is something I hear a, a lot of retailers <laughs> looking for that they say, okay, i will to take be
4: exclusive within 50 miles or
3: whatever. Which I, I'm not a fan of, and, and I've worked the trade show for a few years, and somebody would ask, and I would say to them, If I wouldn't do it to you, then you shouldn't ask me to do it for you yeah. because it's not right. To say, okay, you can be the only person that carries this in a certain amount. You can be the best retailer that carries it. You
2: can highlight it the yes. most. But you can't I agree. be the only one. I agree. I, th- I think it's a big mistake for a retailer to think that and say, I want exclusivity mm. to it. Because frankly, your co- the competition to the manufacturer is probably one inch away from their competition. Where you're going to make them go 50 miles away? Yet you're going to put a box of cigars next to this one, that's direct competition to it, right next to it, and it maybe touching it. Yet you, you need me, the manufacturer, to go 50 miles away, and I can't sell anybody in between. It's a, it's a mistake for the manufacturer to do it too. Yeah. I think it's it's hurting their brand too. So you got to be, you know, depend, You got to wear both hats when you when you're trying to do the right thing. We're the hat of them too, and say, "I think it's, why would you do that?" I think it's even a mistake to have a brand that
3: says you have to have X amount of dollar buy-in to be able to carry the product.
2: You, you, you,
3: as a retailer, should know your best practices in your shop and be able to pick and choose the lines that you think are going to work the best. And when they work the best, maybe you expand it, to, you know, beyond that. Yeah, but yeah. You, you shouldn't be as a manufacturer saying, "Okay." You have to buy in at $50,000 in order to be able to carry the product.
2: Or 18 facings of this. Crazy. And crazy. There's some crazy stuff that goes on. So, uh, I mean, I could do a show on each one of these practices that end up happening that are bad for the retailer. Why make me carry a whole bunch of stuff that cannot sell? There's four
3: mm-hmm. sizes that sell. Yeah. You could make an argument for a fifth size, and you, you could use the what we call it the perdomo principle around here, where you carry the torpedo. My favorite, by the way, you carry the torpedo so that the Toro sells better. All right, I'll, you can make an argument
2: for the fifth size.
3: Outside of that, what else are you going to carry?
2: Yeah, yeah, hey, it's out there, and there's there's, uh, there's brands out there that that make us carry. Yep, eighteen of one kind. You know why is that there? I'm not an idiot, but I have 18, but I'm forced to do it. And that's no kind of uh, help to the brick and mortar either. You Just must carry the up, stuff that doesn't. Tying up resources. Well, what they're doing is trying to tie up real estate within your store. By having all that, you can't take the competitor mm. on now because there's no room, room for them. So with that being said, it's time now time for the poll question of the week brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars.
5: And each week we put together a category for you to vote in, and we've been doing the best gangster movie, and we've come down to the final four. Somersby was pretty gangster, and I'm surprised it didn't make <laughs> When you vote this cut. week, there's a comment. So throw me an idea for what the next bracket should be. Cause oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, on the bo- after you do, there's a comment or suggestion area. It's optional. Okay. If you have an idea, throw it in there. I have a couple, but I want to know what you're thinking. Because I
2: voted this week.
5: Yes, you did. Yes, I did. And... Uh, Both categories got the same exact votes. It doesn't mean people voted the same, but at the end, it all tallied up to the exact same percentage. Hmm. And you had the Godfather 2 versus Casino, and you had Goodfellas versus Godfather 1. Godfather Godfather 2 beat Casino with 58% of the vote. Goodfellas You're be Godfather me. with fifty-eight percent of the You know why?
3: Because I've seen Goodfellas and I'm I'm never going to see the Godfather, so that's why. Casino be Godfather one?
5: No, Goodfellas be Godfather. One. Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yeah. Goodfellas uh, yeah, was, was good.
2: In the good Goodfellas was good, <laughs> as it says in the name. But the Godfather is great. Godfather was great, but it it feels dated. Goodfellas doesn't feel dated yet. Hmm. It is dated. It happened in the 1930s. But it has more For of to- a
5: re- well, Godfather. But the whole cinematography, the how, filmmaking, how, how bad it just did, feels
2: dead. How bad did The Godfather lose? It
5: only got 41% of the vote. So it lost 58.6 to
2: 41.3. Wow. Hmm. You guys are all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How is that even possible? I think The Godfather was one of the best movies of all time. Didn't it win best movie? Godfather Two is. But considered you say to that me. Godfather Two is better than Godfather it One. Is. All right, then shut but up. But I'm telling you, Godfather One for so it got the best. beat by it got beat by another gangster movie. You just have to move on. I'm shocked at that so Goodfellas is that, what you, you are. said that going through that yeah. that's what was going to happen. Yeah. I can't believe it.
5: Goodfellas now goes up against Godfather Two. The vote is available on the CigarAuthority.com. Go ahead, cash your vote, wow. and throw us a suggestion while you This you're
3: episode of Lancero slash Maduro Dave is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. I'm
2: just shocked at that. Um, next week uh, is the prediction show. February 25th, I have uh, lots of predictions, and uh, I feel good about the predictions. I looked at them the other day because uh, I... I work on them all year round. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll have that show on, and we'll see. Uh, and, and we'll make some uh, manufacturers unhappy and some very happy or unhappy that I didn't mention them or whatever. Uh, the, the, that's always the, uh, the thing. I, I want to mention everybody, but I mention somebody, and they say, why would you stop mentioning me? There's somebody I, can, I never mention anymore because <laughs> he asked me never to mention him again. I haven't mentioned him in years. <laughs> Uh, so the, he wanted not to be mentioned, and uh, apparently he listens to the show because he has me not mention him. <laughs> uh, and, and there's things to mention. Does he say he doesn't listen to the show? There's things to mention because he would fit in today's show perfectly because he ruined his brand by selling to the online <laughs> guys. But I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it there. I know who it is now. Yeah. So uh, that is next week, and um, the care packages uh, Barry are gonna get. Rung out early than usual. The
5: 20th or the 21st. I keep forgetting which date it is. So you're going to be charged a week earlier, which in theory should mean that your package will ship a week earlier.
2: Which means you're going to get it by the time March 4th we have the show. Yes. And on March 4th, um, do they get that cigar that we're going to be smoking? Yes. Okay.
5: Uh, I'm assuming what's on your list. Okay. Yes. All right. So I've um, never
2: met
3: anybody who doesn't know what's going on. In his office, more than you, Barry.
5: Well, I don't know what's on the list. If he, only he sent he, it to us in an email. But he could have the second cigar on the list. And if only you had something to do with. The and I don't want to, to spit out to. the name of the cigar. All right, so
2: let's leave it there. Yeah. Let's leave it there. Uh, event protection should there be event? somebody's caddy? That that's another odd thing that retailers look for. Event protection. So somebody's coming up to do an event with us mm-hmm. and some people would say don't do an event 50 mile radius around us because somebody will not come to my event that you're going to be at because you're going to be up the street coming down i could kill less uh but they say no no i won't i wouldn't do that or something or then somebody would go to their event and maybe stop by here later to have a cup of coffee and shoot the shit or something because I've known them for twenty five years. And then somebody gets butthurt that they're there, and God forbid they ever posted that they were here, so that that doesn't happen. So I think,
3: realistically speaking, that twenty miles is a fair radius not to be doing back to back. You know, a, a Thursday event, and then you go twenty miles and you do a Friday event, and you go twenty miles and you do a Saturday event. Uh, it just that doesn't seem right to me, but fifty miles. I mean, you're, you're a manufacturer; you got to make the trip worth your while. Absolutely, pack it with events. But
2: that's what I say. You, you know, you come drive up thirty here, miles, in. and and yeah. uh, I
3: think you're fine. Most consumers aren't traveling that far, and you you know give
2: the give the guy a break, uh, let him pay for his trip for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's always been a thing, especially smaller guys. Yeah. So you got again, you got to wear both hats. You got to think of. Their cost that's associated to an event. Just so everybody knows, you go to an event and you buy something. They usually give you something free, some swag, cigars, whatever they're giving you. All cost money. The guy flew up. He's staying at a hotel. He's going around. He's standing in the store for the day doing the event and all that stuff. At the end of it, you know what he's making? Nothing. Nothing. It's a loss. Mm-hmm. It's it's a promotion to help the retailer, and I appreciate it when they yeah. end up doing it, and hopefully it has a long tail, the, meaning what they tried the cigar, they like it, you got some guys that are on it on a regular basis. Pick and, up and a the, couple
3: of box buyers, that's the hope, yes. and then over the, the course of the year, it pays for that one event. Yeah, yeah. And I, it, it drives me crazy that the… We call them lounge lizards—the guys that go in every day. They they see the event is happening, and they bang a right immediately and go straight into the lounge with their head down. Uh, you know, get a get a different that, that, cigar, that
2: showing no support for the store.
3: Just try the guy—he's standing there. Just yes. buy a su- one cigar. Right, right. There's so few events that are going to hurt you, even if you got a Byron 1850, and that's the only thing featured, and you're going to spend 50 bucks fucking do it yes buy a cigar
2: but it's usually a $10 cigar and the guy turns his head and this is why my there. boy
3: Tom is the balls he buys a box every time he yeah. never even smokes him he just buys a box <laughs> he's right. a poor bastard standing there yeah
2: Yeah. <laughs> alright here final thoughts on the McAuliffe Riata Robusto 5 by 52 uh, Barry's got it both of you got it down yeah down, the end down yeah. And
5: 74% of the chat room agrees on the strength
2: That's- as a 5 straight 5 I'll give you 5 <sighs>
5: I said in the chat room much earlier that it was a hard four, uh, and 74% of the chat room says four to five. There it is. Yeah, it's there. there.
3: I, I'm, I'm getting a fairly consistent oak vanilla. I mean, it's a $10 cigar. I don't expect that it's going to be overly dynamic, but it, there, there is nothing that's turning me off from the cigar. It's very pleasant. The burn line on that wrapper is unbelievable almost no black on the ash which means that they work that tobacco properly the whiter the ash the the more carbon that they were able to ferment out uh so still getting a little bit of that oak a little bit of the vanilla and vanilla sometimes presents on the palate as a little with a little bite to it a little peppery component so i'm not going to say white pepper but it, it is a spicier vanilla
4: what say you Ed sullivan it's fine for a Sumatra.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, so you, if you didn't tell him it was a Sumatra, he'd like it better. But he
4: no, just, I think
5: he would know. You, yeah,
2: you can taste. It Sumatra. It has that
5: Sumatra taste, and you know, some people love it, some people don't. It's love polarizing. It. It's it's. This is a very enjoyable.
2: Up, up my alley. uh, But uh, uh, Ed Sullivan also,
3: I got to say to him, I got to say about Ed Sullivan that he despises Sumatra. So for him to say it's fine, that is high praise. It is
4: high praise. It's a very good cigar, not for my palate.
2: Yeah. All right.
5: By the way, Riata is also slang for penis in Spanish. I knew (laughs) it was something. So Mario said this is probably why Jonathan likes it. I do. Yeah, put it in my <clears> mouth <throat> often. Slang for
2: penis in Spanish. Yes.
4: I mean, previously, Kevin Riley said, "Mr. Jonathan has experienced a lot of things in his mouth."
2: The chat box is hoty uh, today. Huh? you are very busy today. Yeah, very busy. There's a lot of anger in the chat room. Today. Yeah? yeah. Have a cigar. Chill out. Relax. Mm-hmm. Enjoy yourself. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, more of manufacturers, including a recap from Ed Sullivan. We'll see what he saw, what he learned uh, on his trip with Perdomo. Uh, and he has something for us. Uh, well, I, I planned on him having something very special for us, but he'll, he's going to pick the cigar that we're going to smoke when we come back. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime for just $5 more to get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different.
3: Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on the thecigarauthority.com. Doc- and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package.
8: Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro, named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood and other times subtle and understated with hints of
7: fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease even in non-smokers.
0: You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal.
3: Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the 3-Pete. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points of Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched. 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named a Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary.
9: Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Jose Dominguez from Jose Dominguez Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
2: And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black and White. West Tampa Cigars, passion with a purpose. And we're talking about manufacturers helping or hurting brick-and-mortar retailers. He's been teasing red lately, too. I -hmm. see. Yeah. Coming soon. They're not going to be a TPE. West Tampa will not be a TPE. And I believe we have placed our order. And it should be coming very, very soon. West Tampa Red.
5: And I also heard from a little birdie. We might be getting some more addicts back and stuff. Oh, good.
2: Good. Clapping in the audience. Yeah. Uh, All right. So Ed Sullivan was at the Perdomo factory.
4: And now you're making me feel like a failure.
2: Well, you should because <laughs> <laughs> but you came, you came back with nothing.
4: Dave, my only goal on the tour was not to get yelled at by Nick Perdomo. And how did that and go? And it failed. I no, I didn't get yelled at at all. But if I started begging for cigars... Nice. No, you
2: just say, we're going to do the show when I come back. Dave asked if I could bring back something we Which didn't you have didn't before. ask. It's assumed. <laughs> it's assumed. Um, so you picked... Four cigars, yeah. different cigars for us to have. You picked something for yourself. What did you pick?
4: I did. I picked uh, 20th Anniversary Connecticut. Connecticut. What okay. size did you get? Faddish.
3: That looks like a, an Epicure to me.
2: Yeah. Okay. And what did you pick for Barry Stein?
4: Uh, Barry Stein is going to smoke the champagne, and he's going to love
2: it. Champagne for Barry Stein. Perdomo, 10th Adomo, anniversary. That, really would, nervous. A, that yeah, would have I been see. my second choice, but I thank you very right. much for not giving me
4: my third choice.
2: <laughs> okay, and now Mr. Jonathan?
4: Um, he's got a Sun Grown. Was that also the 20th?
2: That is the Habano Sun Grown. Oh. It looks like uh, a big ring gauge, that's too. a well, 60 ring gauge.
4: I thought he doesn't smoke enough 60s, was my thinking on that. All right,
2: and you gave me a Maduro.
4: Well, because you're a Maduro Dave, and All it's right. also one of your favorites. It is,
2: yeah. and... uh of the Perdomo, 10th anniversary Maduro, which I'm not a big Maduro guy, nope. but... It's great. It's a great cigar. Now,
4: Cigar of the year.
2: Cigar of the year, and we were ahead of everybody. Yeah. Other people have picked up the cigar of the year after the fact, but we were way way on. There's the a couple of things
3: to note. I always see Nick Perdomo smoking Torpedo. Mm-hmm. Always. We don't have any Torpedoes up here. I'm a little no. disappointed there. And the other thing is... That Nick Pernomo doesn't have any bullshit filler. So where you thought I'd be upset that I have this Gordo here, this is going to have more flavor than all y'all's cigars. And
5: more strength, too. Correct, it- because it's thicker.
3: Thank you. Barry Stein finally agreed with me. He fucked up. I just realized realize. I fucked up yeah, and I agreed with him. But he agreed with me. <laughs> but thicker you know what? You're so cranky today.
2: I have
5: to throw cigars. you a bone.
2: All right, let's give it a cut and light. It's Keep time to cut to our yourself. cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal s-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence.
5: Excellent. I 100% agree with Jonathan. Yes, you well, do. I, yes, you do. Uh,
4: Did you cut it properly? You know, Nick, on the tour. Told us to cut less than you think you should. Ah. These are all draw tested. Only take the wrapper off. If you end up with a lot of schmookus, you didn't do your job right. Then I cut a little well, bit Thank you too for much. telling
3: us after we cut it.
4: Hey, listen. <coughs> you need to make your own mistakes. We're
3: going to light our cigar today with the Cyclone by Vertigo. This is a no-frills lighter. This is a workhorse. It features a flip-top. Three jets, fueled by the patented Vertigo, big-ass tank, and easy adjustment at the bottom, all for the low price of $12.99 or two for $20 at two twoguyscigars.com. Now, this is a lighter that we have all flown with, Mm -hmm. and one of the tricks that I use, and I am not condoning tricking the TSA. I did it last week. I'm just saying that they're trickable. So if you take this lighter and you turn the valve all the way to the right, the lighter will appear to be broken. I've never been caught, but if I were ever caught, my plan was to say, it's broken. I'm flying to where I bought it. The guy's going to give me one, and I'm going to mail it back, I promise. Because the real thing is the TSA wants a nice new jet lighter. That's that's what's going on. Where are all those lighters? They keep them. They keep them. I know <coughs> a guy from the TSA. They keep them. They really? keep all the cool shit that they confiscate that's too dangerous. Okay. So turn it down, but... I keep it right in my carry-on, on the sh- with my shaving supplies, and I've never been caught. I've been in
2: four different countries, six different states. This cigar looks like it's going to be powerful, and I'm a man's man for smoking a strong cigar, and it's not. Not. It's perfect very, very for you. Good. It's nothing manly about you. <laughs> the cigar Barry's smoking, which is the Champagne, I would say, is stronger without than- question. Yeah. So very interesting. So okay, what did you learn? Everything.
4: Everything. I- there's 3,054 steps involved in wow. making a Perdomo cigar. All
2: right, number seven.
4: Oof. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's definitely drinking from a fire hose with all the information coming at you, but uh, they've got that thing dialed in so well after doing so many tours. Yeah. I mean, even when you're starting to think, huh, I wonder if we're going to have lunch soon. It's lunchtime, and they throw you on the bus. Food was great. Yes. I mean, all the stuff is super local.
2: Yes. Precious so can be.
4: Phenomenal.
2: No stomach aches, no nothing. Everything None of good. that. The yeah.
4: coffee? Whoa, oh, yeah.
2: boy. They still serving
3: Twin Engines coffee?
4: Uh, I don't know what they were serving.
3: <laughs> I believe that they, they buy that their Twin coffee engines? from Colin, Colin Ganley, and it is Twin Engines. It was when I went.
4: Very, very good. Yeah, it's exceptional. So, I mean, a lot of the information was... Stuff I knew, but uh, so I found particularly interesting the bourbon barrel aging, you know, because I had never seen that before. And you can see the big difference after the second fermentation. Yeah. It had more to go, and they let it go some more in those barrels. Yeah. Did they drink the bourbon before they used the barrels? Here's the thing. Nick was saying. uh, I'll sign up for that. He gets a container of empty barrels from Buffalo Trace. Mm. It's not necessarily Buffalo Trace, it's whatever they have. And One of the containers came in with a couple of them still full of bourbon. Well, and
3: I'm sure it didn't go to waste.
4: Well, he called them and said, do you want me to send it back? They said, we can't take it back. You would, we can't re it. So <laughs> Nick got to keep it, but he doesn't like bourbon. He's a Scotch guy. Yeah. So Man after my own heart. What they did is they kept those... They'll scoop out a spray bottle full just to keep the interior of those barrels damp over the years, right? Because it's the alcohol that they really want for that second fermentation. So they've got plenty of uh, recharging fluid, I guess you'd call it.
3: it. And (laughs) mouthwash. I mean, (gasps) a couple sprays. I wonder
2: if that's what the guy's cleaning the barrel. (laughs) (laughs) You might as
3: well, right? One for you, two for me. Uh,
4: The other thing I hadn't seen before that was really fascinating was the box factory. You know, just... To see trees come in and <laughs> yeah. see the whole process. Okay, they've got a milling operation here and then every step of the box The only
3: place you can't smoke on the compound is the box factory. And even the place where they're milling the wood, even though there's no uh, spray happening, the sawdust in the air could spontaneously combust if you were lighting your cigar. So they don't want any smoke yeah. in there. Yeah.
4: But, I mean, it's a, a perfectly
2: designed tour. Plenty of cigars. You tried all the different things. I
4: tried them all, and uh, <clears throat> they had. I don't know if they had it when you went, where he did a blind taste testing. No. Yep. So they've got that set up really, really well. So they let
3: another. No- you let another man put one in your mouth, and then vice versa. Real uh, blindfolded.
4: Blindfold. Real blindfolded. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So he's got uh, some sample cigars that he has rolled for that purpose. Smaller ones so that you're not wasting whole cigars. Did you see
2: Garofalo's being made?
4: I did not.
2: You did not. Uh, Nick, what's the matter with you?
4: I, I did see some of the packaging okay. in the room where they keep all the bands and the print yeah. materials. So that was the only picture I took. Just a to, picture.
3: Uh, he's got two safes or strong rooms, one for his seeds and one for his paper products. Yeah,
4: because as you know. He uses expensive bands. Yes, I,
2: I do know that. So I appreciate the bands more than ever when I, when I know how much they cost and what goes into the process of it, uh, for sure. Uh, and, and you had um, Nelson Cuba was there with you too?
4: Nelson was yeah. there, big fan of the show. Yeah. I have to give him a shout-out because he, he listens. Um, good group. Uh, ours was smaller than normal for whatever reason. I think there were 28 of us. Okay. And, you know, at different times, uh, if s- space was tight, we'd split the group and, you know, go off with Nelson or go off with
2: Nick. And you went by yourself? Went all by myself. No problem. No,
4: I don't think I made any lifelong friends. Yeah, okay. But I didn't hate them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
2: And they didn't hate you, probably. I- I
4: can't say, and I, yeah. I care so little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I identified early on okay, those are the loud people.
2: All right, maybe you have something to confess. We're going to see right now. It's time for The Confessional brought to you by All Saints Cigars. What,
4: I got to confess something? Maybe. We'll see.
2: It's time for The Confessional. Brought to you by All Saints Cigars. Featuring the All Saints St. Francis. Voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars.
5: In the name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, confession? It's been one week since my last confession.
4: And what is it that you have to confess today, my son?
2: If you don't have anything, I got something. I got one,
4: too. I'll go for one. All right. All right. right. It's probably my turn. <clears throat> In 1972. So no big issues with the food while I was there. But, you know, day, I, uh, day after I got back, definitely very gassy. <laughs> right? But I went on the Peloton. You know what that is, right? Sure. Dave?
3: I have one. Have you ever used we, it? We call it Soon? never. No. Not even Soon. once. Close hanger. That's yeah,
4: that is, and, you know. So, just blowing the gas behind as I'm riding it, and I came up with a suspicious one. Uh. I'm thinking, oh my god, did I just chart? <laughs> uh, Ian,
2: you're on the peloton, sweating probably on the, on the peloton. It's a mess.
4: It, it, it's a mess. Um, I thought, okay, well, I'm not that far into it. I, I should probably do a check. I mean, you know, the bike shorts are kind of like a diaper anyway, but I thought, you can't wait till... No. There, there was a little evidence. Yes.
2: Because <laughs> you went away to a third world country, eight different things, and you, you can't take a chance at that point.
4: No, no, no. no. So... It, you know, the Peloton's in the basement, so I was able to get that right in the washing machine right. and get a little cleaned up. I have some of the... Uh I'm i more interested
3: in the <laughs> you cover... You some of the what? I'm more interested in the cover story that you told your wife. Uh, you went down into the basement, right. fully clothed, and you came up sans shorts. Yeah. What was the cover story?
4: I, I didn't really need one because she was... It was sexy Off time? in her office. Oh, all right. Yeah. So
2: what's confessed that you that you should be charged? Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's at that age. There was I only mean, a little evidence. The yeah, inch has yeah it, it
4: wasn't a full a minor infraction. It wasn't a full blowout. It was you know just a little yeah, bit. His <laughs> let, let's call it a short skid. Okay.
3: <laughs> his cigar cutter was able to close and stop the uh, progression.
4: And <clears throat> honestly, that's not even a sin. No. No, I don't. You think it's a sin?
2: No. We're, we're...
4: I'm, I'm not giving myself much for that. All right.
2: All oh, right, geez, I don't know if that's all that bad. Try to smoke at least one All Saints, St. Saint Francis cigars this week.
5: Just
3: to clear the air.
2: Right. <laughs> uh, that's where you're going to hear the truth. It's on the confessional. That's it. So uh, w- was it good for a retail brick-and-mortar retailer? to go on that trip.
4: Phenomenal for a brick-and-mortar retailer because they, they learned everything about that product. And as Jonathan mentioned, the section on the merchandising, really helpful.
2: Well, so anybody that goes into a cigar shop that carries Perdomo, when you go in there, take a look. Because merchandising is happening, and it doesn't happen on on a lot of brands, but it's a must when it comes to Perdomo that you have at least four boxes of cigars across of the same kind. Visually, you can actually see that, and you you know if I'm if I'm saying this to you, you've and you go into cigar shops, you've seen it. And then let's take the champagne for instance, four boxes of gold across. And then here's the Maduro version of it, and this is a blue band, and it's four boxes across with the um, what do they call it? shelf talkers? Shelf talkers. That's for retailers that aren't talking to the customer, so this will talk flavor notes. Yeah. Da, da, da. And you're going to actually notice it. And imagine if your entire store was set up that way and looked really nice, all in order, and everything was good. It, it's more pleasing to the customer to be able to see it, to be able to shop better. It's a good thing. And that's what he's trying to teach as it's going on. So uh, yeah, hat, hats off to him for sure. I
4: don't know if the straight consumer is that interested in that one segment, yeah. but who knows?
2: Well, maybe they're in a different business, and they look at something mm-hmm. like that too but um so that is there for the retailer that's there yeah do you think the the um the tour is really retailer driven and consumers can also enjoy it or
4: no i I think either retailer or consumer could pull a lot out of that tour
3: yeah there's only there's only a small section that Tiny. is really retail. Centric,
4: tiny, tiny. The rest part of, it, of it,
3: anybody is going to be able to get the benefit. Oh yeah, it's maybe an hour and a half long on the the retail part of it. Yeah. The and
4: displays. Listen, Nick does a great job. And with you're sitting it. down. He's and, entertaining. You're sitting at
2: a table and you're smoking a cigar. So
4: that's right.
2: Yeah, you Which know, we were going to do anyways. I think
4: that sort of changed up a little bit some of the. Sit down stuff is now in a conference room there, which was sort of nice. You just get to sit, relax, smoke a cigar, and learn. There we go.
2: Okay, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars.
4: It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful,
10: medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars.
5: (laughs) And when you go shopping for a vehicle, chances are you look at miles per gallon, reliability, or in my case, a car that fits. But a recent study was done to determine the best cars to have sex in, past and present. Hmm. For the past, cars like 88 Cadillac Fleetwood and the 66 Oldsmobile Toronado made the list. But as far as current cars, the Honda Fit sees the front and back seats fold flat to create a bed, while the Jeep Wrangler will allow you to remove the doors and get to those hard-to-find places. I give you Megan Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) But the number one car to have sex in is a Subaru Outback Wagon. And we hear seven out of ten lesbians agree, and that's not only insane, it's asylum.
2: Yeah, yeah that's a lesbian car. Right? Me- lesboro
4: You remember the Toronado, Dave? Yes. Because that was a full-size front-wheel drive car, so it didn't have the drive shaft, no hump going
2: ah. which is why it was popular in those As days. As the Eldorado. The El Dorado didn't have, didn't have the
5: and the Toronado report said it was also big among exhibitionists because of the large back window. Uh-huh. actually, oh, yeah. in the report. <laughs>
2: so, so this is, um, um, what is a President's Day weekend? Yeah. President's Day weekend. Uh, we'll talk a little about that on the after show today. But this is the time you're supposed to go out and buy a car, mm-hmm. and maybe you've just gave some uh, service to people that are interested in, in buying the correct car. For, for a little something, something. For, him, for, <laughs> for maybe. Uh, I am buying a car this week because it's um, the time you're supposed to buy a car, right? Yeah, that's why you're buying it. That's why I'm <laughs> buying it. Um, all right, we got smoking Perdomos. All of us are smoking different, different ones. Um, what are you getting out of yours, Ed Sullivan?
4: I'm getting rich tobacco flavor.
2: Rich tobacco? That's what they want. Well you know,
4: fermented, double fermented. Yeah perfect raw
2: are you tasting and i've said this before to people the factory do you taste like does it bring you back to the factory of the flavor and the, the aromas and flavors that you had while you were there no 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 like sometimes i smoke a cigar and i'm right back into the factory i don't look back no all forward. always going forward barry stein what are you getting out of your cigar you are smoking the perdomo champagne the number one seller of all Perdomos, the Perdomo Champagne.
5: And I tend to stay away from Connecticut's because I prefer a stronger-bodied cigar. There's probably only two on the market that I will smoke on a regular basis, one of which only when my wallet can afford it. But this is, looks could be deceiving. It's not as mild as you would expect a no, Connecticut no. to be. It's extremely smooth, very flavorful, incredible combustion line. There's a reason why this is one of the number one selling cigars in the world. Right. And-
4: he does for Europe need to test nicotine levels Oh really? Yeah, that is by a fair margin the strongest of all the 10th anniversaries. For yeah. sure.
2: Yeah. Uh you are smoking the habano, the 60 ring gauge sun-grown habano.
3: And all I have to say is itchy gitchy ya-ya mama. It's real orange marmalade. Ah. See what I did there? Yep. Yeah. Proud of me. So what you
2: did you No. And I and I <laughs> am smoking maybe my favorite of all Perdomo's. Uh, which is the Perdomo 10th Anniversary Maduro. And there's not many cigars that I prefer the Maduro, Uh, certainly not on any other Perdomo Maduro. I'd take the Connecticut or the Sun Grown, but in this case, the Maduro. And if you remember when we picked the Cigar of the Year, the year this came out, I thought the Sun Grown was the winner. But then I started smoking more of the Maduro, and I've gone back and forth, and now I actually prefer the Maduro. Uh, the best of all. So the the people that stay away from Perdomo Maduro or stay away from Maduro, period, mm-hmm. pick up a Perdomo 10th Anniversary Maduro. You're going to be pleasantly surprised. It's not what you think it is. And for people that smoke Coronas
3: exclusively, you should try the 6x60. I don't know. I'm trying yeah. your same page. Yeah, I'm not going to. It's full-bodied, it, right? Uh, certainly full-flavored. It's a... Uh it's milder than i was actually expecting really yeah
2: okay okay all right we're going to take a break when we come back uh we got more stories from ed we have a new firecracker to report we have letters in the mailbox a prize to give away and um a weird event that may require the perfect pairing we're live in the toscano cigar soundstage and you're listening to the cigar authority on the united podcast network
0: To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
10: Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision with Miami Cigar & Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Habano wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year, and the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big-game animals. These soft, box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will
7: you live yours? that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
2: Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez.
3: What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut.
6: You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez.
2: This is Nicholas Melillo, a.k.a. Nick Aragua from Foundation Cigar Company. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa black and white. West Tampa Cigars, passion with a purpose. How was your, uh, a-
3: your burnout run?
2: Quick!
5: There was a yeah. wager that you may or may not come back with pants on.
4: Here we go! <laughs> oh, no,
5: that's not going to happen. You were moving awful quick, buddy.
4: Paul, Paul Kraft thought you might have gone to hop on
2: the peloton.
3: <laughs> not at all. Not that's going to be the new. That's going to be the new thing. <laughs>
2: Dave's on the peloton. I'm going to go jump on the peloton, boys. <laughs> so United Cigar is going to release. Uh, they will go green with St. Patrick's for the St. Patrick's Firecracker from All Saints Cigars. They did the St. Francis, the All Saints, and now the St. Patrick Firecracker. Um, St. Patrick is going to have a spark this year with the introduction of the St. Patrick's Firecracker collaboration with All Saints Cigars at the TPE 2023. They're going to show it at the show, which is actually next week, Tuesday. Tuesday?
5: Yeah. I've smoked a one? few of them so far.
2: All right. St. Patrick, also known as the Patriot Saint of Ireland. And the Feast of St. Patrick, also known as St. Patrick's Day, is held on March 17th. Isn't he the
3: one that had the whistle with the, all the snakes? <clears throat> was I don't know if it was a whistle. Maybe a flute?
2: I picture more like having a staff or something. Did he go to
4: band camp?
3: Yes. I stand down. All
2: right. United Cigars could not think of a better way to uh, salute this year's festivities than commemorate the United Firecracker collaboration with All Saints Cigars started in 2007, the first cigar in the market with a long piece of tobacco with a wick or a fuse. Uh, they've done it uh, since 2007. All kinds of different uh, ones that come out for 4th of July and then some in between. And there will actually be a few different things this year. One is the St. Patrick's. Uh, the founder, Mickey Pegg, says... Uh, he expect a little extra spark in the St. Patrick's firecracker is the Ooh. answer. You have smoked it?
5: I've smoked a couple. One, when I was uh, photographing the boxes for Oliver, I broke a fuse, so I had to smoke it. All right. And they're uh, quick hitters. How, yeah, How did that go? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I was oh, peeling man. off
5: the plastic, and I grabbed the fuse, and the fuse came with the plastic.
2: So, a wrapper, dark wrapper. Dark wrapper with, with the a candela. With a candela.
5: There's a nice yin-yang effect going on. You go a little bit of both happening. It's a good time.
4: Barry, you pair that with Jameson or a Guinness?
5: Or an Irish Carbomb?
4: No, Jameson. Jameson?
5: Well, what's the other Irish whiskey? Slain.
4: There's and a this Proper of 12.
5: One. That's one of my favorites.
4: I thought you'd go for the Red Breast. No, that's good, too. I like a breast.
5: I think yeah. I'm going to have to hit the liquor store on the way home and do a little <laughs> taste testing.
2: 300 boxes, 6,000 cigars will all be is all that is going to be produced. And uh, th- uh, they've worked extremely hard over the year to offer this unique product that's coming out. It will be released at TPE 2023 in Las Vegas, February 22nd to 24th. And then they will go out from there, and we will have them uh, for ourselves in beginning of March, I guess. And uh, that will be the new firecracker.
4: You're going to love it. Candela, strong... It's a cigar for you. Not at all.
2: <laughs> Not at all, but uh, I'll smoke it anyway. But I haven't, but I will. Uh, all right. More stories from Ed. You got anything else to add to it? Was anybody inappropriate? Were there. Yeah, there was, you know, there's always one in the crowd, skinny right? Tiny dipping. Was there one?
4: Oh, one got yelled at.
2: Yeah. yeah. Nick yelled at somebody? Oh, yeah. Oh, beautiful.
5: That's yeah. a shocker. Why was he
2: yelled at?
4: Um, well, I told you we did this blind taste test. So, one person is sighted while the other is blindfolded. Nick gave out two cigars, then held up a sign that said Connecticut, so you'd know what to give the other person first. Somebody missed that and said, what was the cigar? Somebody just blurted out,
2: Connecticut. And Nick... Because he knew the answer, right? He had to feel like, okay, I know what I'm talking about. He he got yelled at quite a bit. Ruined the whole thing.
4: Ruined it.
3: Yeah, I could just see Nick losing his shit. Oh,
4: yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm not even going to repeat what he said, (laughs) but it was pretty choice. Yeah. All right, we got a prize to give away. Is this a new prize? No, same one from last week, right? Mm -hmm. So
3: uh, I remember from last week, I can't read the writing. So there's a soccer ball that may have lotion on it. There's a hat. There's a trophy. A speaker. A speaker. speaker. And then a a
2: handkerchief. A
3: flag. A flag. A
2: whole flag, or, or a as, big
5: handkerchief.
3: You could use it as a handkerchief. This is
2: Trinidad, right? This yes. Is
3: brought to you by the
2: folks at Trinidad. Trinidad Esperatu. It looks Brazilian. Yes. The soccer ball. Like the wax. The, yes. And, and the colors and all that stuff. Those that are watching on there. Nice looking. Mm-hmm.
5: Very colorful.
2: Festive.
3: <clears throat> The following message was submitted through the contact us page. Jonathan, do you think the soccer
4: ball could be filled with God. lotion?
3: They're, they're, I, think I think they found a creative way to hide lotion. Maybe in the <laughs> speaker, there's some sort of button that you oh, push. Oh, a dispenser. And it comes out. That would be awesome. Tony writes, <clears throat> you guys are so full of shit.
5: Oh. Nice. Ooh. You can see
3: why I picked him. <laughs> Dave isn't anymore. <laughs> Cigars are without a doubt addictive. I'm a cigar smoker, so I'm not just hating, but this glib insistence on a fallacy is putting out false information, and it relies poorly on your other information. Show me a scientific study that proves cigars aren't addictive, and go ahead and quote the same fringe medical study you always do that only looked at heart disease. There is still 10 times the amount of nicotine as a cigarette, and nicotine affects addiction, fertility, etc. Sure, one to three cigars a week is negligible, but regarding heart health and cancer, they are indeed addictive. And that is not true. Not true at all. You're completely wrong. There are zero studies that test whether or not cigars are addictive. However, our business gets cut in half. More than half. In January and February. Why? When it starts to get warm. Like doesn't we, happen on the cigarette companies. We just had a warm spell here in February, uh, bordering on an Indian-type summer, and there was an influx of customers that we didn't see when it was cold. So there, there is no addictive quality. I can go. I'll, I'll have my vacation uh, in March, and I'll probably go the whole week, and I won't smoke. Yeah. I won't think about it. I got my list of projects to do on the house. I'm going to do my projects. Bingo McTavish says, I bet Tony is the life of the party. Yeah. Now, with respect to the study that we cite, which is monograph
2: number nine, and also... He, and he seems so against mm-hmm. the cigars, yet he's listening to a cigar show and writing into a cigar I don't show. think he's
3: against cigars. I think he's just mad that he thinks that cigars are addicting. Yeah. Um, When it comes to... He might be an addictive person. He's addicted to
2: everything or whatever. Mm -hmm.
3: When it comes to cigars, cigars and the tobacco therein are alkalinic. And they've done a fermentation process that can take as many as three years to be able to reduce the amount of nitrates from fertilization, the amount of ammonia that resides as a part of photosynthesis. And believe it or not, they are attempting to reduce the amount of nicotine. And this all happens because those three components degrade in higher temperatures. So in the case of Perdomo, he brings his polones up to 106 degrees and he flips those piles when he uh, when he hits that 106 until he can no longer hit that temperature and now he knows that he has reduced those three components dramatically. You put that into perspective with a tomato that is 5% and
2: an eggplant which is 8% and make eggplant parmesan, which would be both, and you got 13, right? If I'm <laughs> doing my math correctly. No, you're
3: not, but that's okay. But you can become addicted to that,
2: and I give I you have, Exhibit A right, right here. Who doesn't like an eggplant? We have Exhibit uh, B. We have a
5: toxicologist in the audience, and he goes, that email was written by a non-scientist, and it's
2: fake news.
3: Yeah, true. It's crazy. Anyways, it's not a fringe medical study. It's and, the largest and can, study and ever how done. how can we
2: give him a prize? He's 100% wrong and you he's fine. You could just
5: crumble him up and throw him in the audience. He ain't winning shit.
3: You notice that I put him on the top. I found him to be, although worthy of being read on the show so that people can learn the facts, Yeah, probably not worthy of winning. Uh, Vincent writes- Here,
5: Ed, in case you have another accident on the Peloton,
3: you can oh, yeah. use this as TP. <laughs> That's not nice. Uh, Vincent writes through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. A better cigar tailor. The Super Bowl is boring. Wow, this is going back a while when you were all about that cigar tailor bullshit. I'm playing some board games with friends instead and getting drunk, and I got a better idea than this BS Mr. J came up with. This is called the Cigar Tender. It's a bartender that gives you pairing recommendations for your chosen cigar. Now, I suck with pairing ideas, but I think you get the point. Cute little man in a tuxedo gives you the perfect bottle for what you're smoking. And mine's better because it could actually become a thing. Enjoy the show. It's a book.
2: It's a book.
5: Yeah. Uh, The guy with the beard. Didn't he do a book that he writes for? uh...
2: Grizzly Adams wrote a book?
5: Who's the guy? He wrote for Playboy. He writes yeah, yeah, for... Uh, that.
2: Carlson Hacker. That's
5: it. Carlson Hacker. I think he has a book on that.
2: Okay. All right. Now, I got... So it's a week Week. Week, uh, week of emails?
3: Yeah, I do okay. a whole week's worth of emails. It, it's weak. Okay.
2: Meaning not strong. Weak. I, I got a lot,
3: a lot, a lot of firecracker emails. Okay. I was hoping... To be able to sneak them in, it doesn't look like we're going to have time to sneak them in, but I don't want to lose these, so we need to do something with the firecracker emails because there were, there were some good ideas, but this one I thought was the best one. Okay. It made me chuckle. Uh, Sam writes through the contact us maybe page. Maybe next,
2: next week's after show? Maybe. Okay.
3: Of thecigarauthority.com. Firecracker suggestion. Hello, gentlemen. First, let me start with something that will ensure this gets read on the air. Mr. Jonathan, eat a sandwich. Here we go. With that out of the way, I would like to offer a suggestion for a future firecracker. You should collaborate with West Tampa Cigars on a version of their white, simply called The Cracker. I'll see myself out.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's pretty damn good.
2: We like that. That's... <laughs> I laughed
3: over and over again. I read it to the guys <coughs> on, on staff here; they didn't, thought it, it was did,
2: funny. Didn't do much for me. No? No.
5: no. Can we They're all the, weak. Can them. we hold the prize back and give away two next
2: week? There's nothing there. Jeez. <sighs> you got anything, Ed? Got to pick one of these. I'll go with
4: number three. Then you guys don't all know right. have to vote. Thank you. You're chime in.
2: <laughs> Take a bullet. He loved that. He wouldn't even. I thought us. it was funny. Insensitive.
4: Role, Today's Role Duke thinks you don't like it. No, you don't get it.
2: That's probably what it is. What they call white people crackers, right? Yeah. Yeah, in the seventies. Yeah,
4: I laughed out loud.
3: All right. I thought it was going to get a bigger reaction Got a big reaction from the audience Bill They're F-
5: obviously as twisted as I am Ed, Bill Filano writes Why does a guy who thinks Summersby is a good movie Get to decide <laughs> what emails <laughs> to be read on the air His
2: taste seems questionable Do you want to hand that over to Barry Is it time to hand over the emails Thing to Barry or what I don't write the fucking emails. They write them in, and I pick the ones that I think got and, a shot. And of all, we got a lot of emails on the firecracker, but this is the one I'm going to read because this is the best one. So the other ones are not an no, after show. No, you know They're what? I'll be... read one. I'll all read right. one. Uh, Give me some.
3: Here we go. Sean writes through the contact us page, and maybe this one's better for you guys. Hello, gentlemen. You guys introduced me to the Mad Minnow while watching the after show about firecrackers. I thought of something. The Pistol Shrimp by Big Sky Cigar Company gives you a blast of flavor from a small cigar, maybe not a 50 ring gauge cigar or a traditional shape, but with what they did with the Mad Minnow, they could definitely make something memorable. Signed, Sean. Strike two. All right, so Mm -hmm. this is what I'm dealing with.
2: All right, give me another one.
3: Give me another (laughs) one. (laughs) Uh, Firecracker ideas from Chris. I have what I believe to be a phenomenal idea for a firecracker. The All Saints Holy Hand Grenade. takes me back to my childhood, watching Monty Python every New Year's Eve on PBS. Got to run. I look forward to receiving my box once you get Mickey to put one into production. Next. Jerry writes, Lanceros ring gauge and call them black cats, like the little firecrackers. Maybe have the wicks combined together. That's not the only black cat one. The second one was, I propose the name black cat or perhaps the Spanish translation, perhaps that has already been used. As an alternative, you could always name the cigar "Missing Finger" or its associated Spanish translation. Do you see what I'm dealing with? Whiskey. They're my- not great. They're not bad, but they're, they're, they're ideas for firecrackers. But
2: God, I can't give win me another, it. Give me another See, one.
5: Whiskey Miser has the best idea: right. the Trouser Trout by Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> now that now that's funny. See, that would have won. That yeah. would have won.
3: He should have written in. Uh, Why just cigars? Could we get firecracker accessories? Perfect size travel humidor to carry and share firecrackers. Special edition lighter and cutter. Here, this is the last one. Firecracker ideas. Oscar Valadera's Superfly Disco Inferno. Noel Rojas, Friojes y Arroz, or Rice and Beans. Ilote, Cuevos Rancheros. The Illusion Spy Balloon. Uh, Get Christian and Justo to each blend one and call it the Family Feud. All Saints, ah. St. Saint John the Dwarf, He's Real, Look It Up, the Carl Malone Barrel-Aged Layup, the Fairy Otego Soul Soulfinger, Timeless, Out of Time, Eleanor Rose, Rovi, Rosie the Riveter, Perla del Mar Maduro. I don't have a catchy name yet. All right, I'm out of firecracker
2: emails. <laughs> all right, so we don't have to do that after show. <laughs> <yet>. Perfect. <laughs> That's all done. Right now, it's time for the Classic Three-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Um... Oh, I messed up. You want to do that? <laughs> Ed, you want to do that? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. Do, Ed, do you want to do
3: the thing he told you to do?
2: Yeah. W- so, um, on day two of the um, New England Expo. Cigar Expo, um, which is where there's going to be an extra 500 tickets to be sold to day two, this is what the event's going to look like.
4: Bingo McTavish says his wife was asking if it's Mr. J's time of the month. Yes. All right, let's go to that.
1: New England Cigar Expo is a big two-day cigar event, and on day two, Saturday, September 30th, 2023, we're going to get small. Micro Wrestling All-Stars. It's epic. It's huge. It's no small event. The smallest athletes in the world take to the ring for four big battles. Micro-Wrestling All-Stars
2: Extreme hardcore Micro-Midget Wrestling action
1: It's barely legal It's too raw for Monday night It's too elite for Wednesdays And it's too much Smackdown for Friday nights Unedited, uncut, no holds barred Over-the-top action Politically incorrect Micro-Wrestling All-Stars The New England Cigar Expo will be more than just a big cigar event On day two, Saturday, September 30th, 2023 We're gonna get small
2: Micro-Wrestling All-Stars Four big bouts.
1: Including a tag team match and even a battle royale. It's gonna be fun. And cigar smoking is allowed and encouraged. Micro-Wrestling (laughs) All-Stars.
2: It will be the cherry on top of this two-day New England Cigar Expo.
1: Get your tickets
3: while they last.
2: Micro-Wrestling All-Stars. Live at the New England Cigar Expo. Yeah, what we think is gonna happen is the... uh, Lollipop
3: (laughs) Guild's going to come in and shut the whole thing down. (laughs) No,
2: the two-day event is going to sell out really fast, and then there's going to be lots of tickets for the second day. So we got a little sizzle reel of the second day.
3: I got a a question for you. Yeah. Why is it that in that promo video, you're the only one who sounds like you recorded in your office? There's a serious echo going on on your voice. I don't know.
4: There's There's echo. There's reverb. There's there's all kinds of stuff. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Dan just was
3: plain Dan.
4: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we,
2: spared, we spared no expense. We spared no expense. Right now, it's time for the Classic 3-Way, and it's brought to you by Classic Cigars.
6: It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as 2 dollars for the Corona and still under $4 for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between, with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff with flavors of old-time Havanas. Classic Cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20, and sold in five great sizes. Classic Cigars. The most affordable premium handmade cigar in America, Classic Cigars.
2: Barry is our champion. I have five questions and one tiebreaker. They're all born today. It's all birthdays today. Barry, over to you. Dr. Dre, hip hop icon, uh, the chief artist for West Coast gangster rap, co-owner of Death Row Rac- Records, numerous Grammy awards, uh, best including best rap solo performance for. Let Me Ride. Born today, Dr. Dre, what year?
5: 1958.
2: 58. 1965. 65.
3: I got 58 written down.
2: 58. Two people have 58 written down, and I have two points for Ed Sullivan, (laughs) Mr. Rap. Ed Sullivan. Well, I like Tiger. Yeah.
5: (laughs) He likes bad bitches.
2: (laughs) On to Ed Sullivan. Born today, John Travolta. Movie actor starred in hit films, including Saturday Night Fever and Grease, later went on to play Vince Vega in a critically acclaimed 1994 film Pulp Fiction. Uh, also in Get Shorty, Ladder 49, Wild Hogs, Hairspray, Swordfish, you know him, you love him. John Travolta. 1957. 57. 48. 48. 54. 54. Two points to barry stein damn it 54 two points barry stein two points ed sullivan mr jonathan goose egg over to you mr jonathan matt Dillon. matt Dillon, movie actor prominent acting roles including something about mary herbie fully loaded outsiders me you me and dupree nominated for academy award for best actor in the film crash Matt Dillon, born today, what year? 1960. 60? 60. 65. 65? 1962. 62 for the point, 64. So Ed Sullivan's got three. Barry's got two. Mr. Jonathan has zero. Question number four out of five going to Barry. Molly Ringwald, movie actress best known for uh, the, being part of the Brat Pack. Group of actors who frequently appeared together on screen, best known for 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, Molly Ringwald. 1967.
5: 67.
2: Full I had 66. 66. 72. 72. 67. She was born in 68, so 67 will take it, Barry. We have a two way tie. Three points for Barry. Three points for Ed. Zero for Mr. Jonathan. Last question, unless we go to a tiebreaker. Oh, do you have those? I have one tiebreaker. uh, I had a feeling this was going to happen. Over to?
3: Ed. Ed Sullivan.
2: Ed Sullivan. Born today, and I know you're a big fan, Yoko Ono. Ugh. Activist. Artist, musician, filmmaker, best known as the wife of John Lennon. She established the Lennon-Yoko Grant for Peace. Joined no, Susan She's best Seren- known
3: for breaking up the Beatles. She did. Uh,
2: 1943.
3: 43. You son of a bitch. 42. I, 42. I have to get it exact. 41.
2: 41. Everybody is over. 1933. Oh, 33. Wow. Wow, she's old, huh? She's going to be 90? She'll be 90 next year. She's still alive? Yeah. Yes. What a shame. Nope. <laughs> all right. Tiebreaker. We have a tiebreaker. We have three points for Barry, three points for Ed, one tiebreaker. It starts with Mr. Jonathan. Born well, all today, he can
4: do is spoil things. He can be
2: the spoiler, and then Barry will win. Mm-hmm. Born today, Vienna White game show host actress television personality best recognized only recognized as the hostess for turning the wheel the thing on uh Wheel of Fortune the board Turner Vienna white Now she,
3: no, she just touches them and they change yeah like she doesn't have to turn them anymore but it's 1965
2: 65 53 53 I had her it's older 1950 50. Barry had 53 it's 57 we have Barry is the champion again. Again, Barry is the champion. He's
4: just not getting over the concussion. Concussive victory.
2: Oh, he's doing okay.
5: Before I come upstairs, I bang my head.
2: (laughs) So we have four to three to zero. Careful, that's a sensitive area. Zero, Mr. Jonathan. Zero. (laughs) Whatever. Final thoughts here on Perdomo. He's a winner across the board.
3: Listen, and I say it, and Nick quotes me sometimes on the tour, Ed Sullivan. Perhaps he said it. Uh, I can't. I think he said you were an asshole He probably did I can't promise that someone's going to like the way A Perdomo cigar is going to taste But I can eliminate the other two problems With cigars right out of the gate It's going to burn properly And it's going to draw like a straw Yeah, Every time I happen to like the Sun Grown I'm glad Ed Sullivan gave it to me I haven't smoked a 60 ring gauge in Perdomo In a very long time Very good He hasn't smoked one, but he's had one in
5: his mouth before.
3: You know exactly what you're going to get when you get a Perdomo cigar. You know it's going to be a quality cigar. Whether you like the taste or not, that's up to you, but you're going to get a quality cigar.
2: There we go. Winner, chicken dinner.
5: Can't complain about a Perdomo.
2: Connecticut, it's fine. Yep. Yep. Plenty of taste, plenty of flavor. All Nicaraguan, with the exception of the Connecticut Shade wrapper. Other than that, it's a Nicaraguan Puro. But it's from three growing regions. Did you go to the farm that I mentioned? Did you go to the farm? Of course. You went to Natalie? Yes. Beautiful, right? Gorgeous farm. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and he's got three more you know, like we it. saw the
4: greenhouses
2: yep. there and the curing barns. Beautiful. All right. That is it today. I got to run next week. Uh, if this show didn't get me in trouble with cigar manufacturers, next week's will. It is the prediction show where a yearly look into the future. Who buys who, who goes out of business, and who even gets back in the business. We got lots of them. We'll go through them all. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
3: And you may have learned something today which makes you the Cigar Authority.